0: Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Balan in one of the Sunday morning services. We are continuing our um, sermon on discipleship. And this is the second uh, sermon that we are going to have on the series uh, called Discipleship. So I would like to title my sermon this morning as Five Stages of Discipleship. You know, it is a very intense topic that we started with. So discipleship is very, very essential for a church, for children of God, to grow spiritually. You know, as we live, it is very important that we grow spiritually. You know, at times we try to do many things without growing spiritually. So that's what we are trying to understand this morning, what it means to say that we need to grow spiritually. Growing spiritually means climbing in the stages of discipleship. Now there are many stages, that's what we are going to talk about this morning. There are many stages in discipleship and God expects us to not to stay in one level, but God wants us to, you know, rise and to different levels of discipleship. So just before we go further, we just want to give a couple of background information like what we talked about last week. We we mentioned what is disciple? Who is a disciple? So we found out that disciple is a follower of Lord Jesus Christ. He's a learner of the word of God, or he's a student of the word of God, and he follows Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we are all students of the word of God. We all want to study Bible, right? So, it's not only those who are in the theological seminary, they are not not the only students who study the scripture. We are all students of the word of God. And how long do you want to study? Any idea? till the last breath you need to study right Priya don't think that you can study like this next till next April and go home no it's not going to stop study continues till we die and we all want to be a students of the it doesn't matter you may be preaching the word of God but still you are a student of the word of God so we are all students of the word of God Now those who are studying the word of God, those who are practicing the word of God, those who follow Lord Jesus Christ, they are called disciples. And what is discipleship? Discipleship is a process through which disciples are made. You know, we talked about last week saying that nobody is born from the mother's womb as a disciple. Right? Oh, how many of our parents saw that when we were born... They just looked at us. Oh, a disciple is born. Did they say that? No. A baby is born. We all just ordinary babies. We were just born like that. And then over a period of time, we became disciples. Or we are still becoming disciples of Lord Jesus Christ. So discipleship is a process of making disciples. It is a process through which you know, somebody is encouraged to trust God and to follow Lord Jesus Christ. That's a discipleship process. And why should we make disciples? Why should we make disciples? Jesus commanded us to make disciples. Go into all the nations and make disciples. So it is a command of Lord Jesus Christ to make disciples. So it is very important that we know, we understand what is discipleship and who are the disciples. So this morning we are going to take us through five stages of disciples. Number one stage of the discipleship is called spiritually dead. Spiritually dead. Number two stage is infant stage. Number three is child stage. Number four is young adult. Number five is parents. Right? So these are the five different stages of discipleship. Number one is spiritually dead, infant, child, young adult, and finally parent. Now we have everybody here, right? We have everyone here, all the five? Yes? No? No? You're sure? We don't have all the five here? No, is not sure. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have the first one here. Right? <laughs> so we, we should have all the remaining. Right? Right, so let, let's take it further. <clears throat> so there are five stages of discipleship. So I just want to you know, present that in a slightly different way. Probably we'll understand better. Number one stage is spiritually dead. Right? They need to be just buried because they are dead. If you keep the dead body for a long time, it will stink. Right? So there are people around us today and maybe even some of us, spiritually we are dead. The second stage is called infant stage in the discipleship. Infants. Third is child. The fourth is young adult. Fifth is parent. So these are various stages of the discipleship process. So this morning we are going to take each one with the reference from the word of God and trying to understand where do I stand? The card that I have given to you is for you to write down where are you, right? So I'm going to take you through the various stages of discipleship. And as I take you, I will also tell about the characteristics of that stage. And if you see any of those characteristics in your life, you will say that, yes, I am spiritually dead. That's what you will write it down. And don't show it to your wife, okay? When you write that, you'll be in trouble. So we are not going to show it to anybody. It's just for ourselves, for our understanding. Just to analyze and find out where do we stand. You know, sometimes you may stand in different stages. In some area you are infant, some area you are adult, some you are your parents. But you know what you need to go by? The least stage where you are. So that's what is the level of maturity. You know, that's what we are going to understand this morning, right? So do the exercise for yourself. I'm not going to ask you whether you have done that or not. And what stage you are in. Because I know certain extent. Right, So stage one. Stage one is called spiritually dead. So number one stage in the discipleship process, disciple making is process is spiritually dead. We are going to read from Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 5. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. We have it on the screen if you, if you are not able to you know, get that in your Bible. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So we are talking about the stage one of this disciple making process. He is spiritually dead. Here Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. He says that. We were dead in our trespasses and our sins. You know, someone who is living in sin is spiritually dead. You know, at times people struggle to understand this. You know, when we are living in sinful things, we walk, we look, we, we speak, we do everything that we can do physically. But spiritually we are dead there is no connection between us and god when our spirit is not connecting with god that is we are spiritually dead if your breath is not reaching your lungs we are physically dead in the same way if our spirit is not able to connect with god we are spiritually dead and paul is having so much of confidence in the church of ephesus he's using the past tense and he's saying that we were dead once some point of time in our trespasses and sins in which once you walked according to the course of this world so we cannot walk according to the course of this world when we start looking at the world the way the world is going if we start going the way same way the world is going We are living in sins. That's what scripture says. According to the prince of the power of the air. There are people who are living according to the prince of the power of the air. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Who? Satan, devil. He is called the prince of the power of the air. And there are people they walk according to the prince of the power of the air. And now he says, the spirit who now works in the sense of disobedience. The spirit of the air the spirit of antichrist or the spirit of the devil doesn't really work in the children of god who obey god but the spirit of the power of the air who works in the among the children of disobedience once you disobey god once you disobey the word of god once you disobey the 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 teachers of the law who comes in our lives the prince of the power of the air because he is called, he is known to work among the children of disobedience. And he says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh. So, lust of the flesh is not from God. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were and by nature children of wrath. Just as the others, so he's saying that we were once upon a time, we were living in all these sinful things. So, very simple definition: if we have those sins that we talked about, listening to the power of the air, so that is Prince of the power, Prince of the Power of the Air, and if you are listening to and working according to the spirit of the Antichrist, if we allow our flesh to be satisfied by the lust of the flesh. Fulfilling our desires and do things which our mind thinks that we need to do. Which is not according to the word of God. We are number one stage disciples. You know those who are living in sin. They are spiritually dead. They are in number one stage. But he says, Paul says, but God with all his mercy. Because of his great love he loved with, his, with which he loved us. Even when we are dead in our trespasses, he brought us alive because of his grace. You know, if we don't trust in that grace of God, we become spiritually dead. Because as somebody says, pre pointed out this morning, we cannot become righteous by our works. We need to depend on the grace of God for us to become righteous in front of God. And it is very important that we need to be found righteous in front of God. Otherwise, we are kept for wrath of God. And when we are found and righteous in front of the Word of God, you know we are not spiritually dead; we are spiritually alive. So, number one stage is spiritually dead. Some of the characteristics of number one stage, you know, sometimes we don't identify when we when we you know talk about the Scripture. But I'm here to tell you some of the characteristics of number one stage. The main important characteristics of number one stage disciple is unbelief, unbelief, they don't believe that there is God, you go and tell somebody about God, they don't like, right, so on the day Subhi is telling me, right, so when you tell them about all their medications and all their treatment and all their things that they need to do every day, they are okay to listen to everything, But when you start sharing about God, when you say that I'm going to pray for you, they they, they become mad. They don't want to listen anything about God. They don't believe in God. That means they are number one stage disciples. Right? You know, Bible becomes a myth for them. They don't believe it's a word of God. There are hundreds of people outside. They don't just believe Bible. What Bible says. And they say that, you know, religion is only for poor people. Christianity is only for poor people. It's only for weak people because they don't have strength to stand and they always call God, 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 help me, help me. Right? So that's what they say. They say the Christians are, you know, really intolerant. They say they are very narrow-minded. You go and talk to Christians, they don't really you know, listen what you are going through because they all worry about their business of coming to church and going back from church and doing what they want to do. They don't really care about you. That's what they say. And they also say that you know, Jesus is not the only way. There are many other ways we can reach God. You know, Why we talk about all this this morning? Because we need to know what stage people around us are living today. They say there are many ways to God. And they don't believe in heaven and hell. They believe that their life is ended on this earth. And they also say that, you know, I am living as a righteous person. I am a good person. I don't need God. I can go to heaven. There are many people today. They are spiritually dead. No matter how good they are. No matter how righteous they are. you know, No matter how pure they are. They may not commit any sin at all. But they still need Jesus. And you and I may be struggling to follow Jesus. We may at times fall in sin. And we get up and again we rise. And then we again try to walk. But as long as you have Jesus within you. You can reach heaven. But how much pure they live without Jesus. They are not found righteous in the presence of God. Because of the work that Jesus did at the cross. So, number one stage is spiritually dead. And these are the characteristics of dead people. Spiritually dead people. And this morning, unfortunately, if you are one among them, just put that in your card saying that spiritually dead. Right? Number two stage is called infant stage. As you remember that picture. Infant stage. Let's read scripture. First Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Here Peter writes, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And 1 Corinthians 3, 1-3 And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people but as to carnal. Carnal is fleshly minded. Not spirit-filled people. Not, 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 spirit-filled, not just people who are not walking according to the spirit. Those who are walking according to the flesh. As to the babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. For you are still carnal. For where there, there are envy, jealousy, strife, problems, clashes, misunderstandings, and divisions among you, Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? You know, Paul is writing here. He's saying, you are still jealous of each other. You are still trying to create problem. You are trying to still divide people. And you are in infant stage of discipleship. You are still carnal. You are not spirit minded. You are not led by spirit. And you are like babies. I need to feed you with milk every time. We can't give you solid food because they are infants. How many of our lives? How many of our families? How many of our churches? They are still in infant stage of discipleship. We, know we, talk, we talk about so much. Saying that there are problems in churches. Division in churches. That simply says that church. who Whatever church it may be they are in their infant stage of discipleship. If the believers are jealous of one another, they are in infant stage of disciples. They may talk big things. They may try to do big things. They may have a big church. But the church as a whole is in infant stage. So here Paul and Peter, they are giving the characteristics of infant stage Let's take it further. The characteristics of infant stage is ignorance. Like we have Ethan and Elida. If we ask them not to do something, we'll see they will go back and do the same thing. Right? So if we don't give something to them which they like, they are going to fight until they get it. Why? Because of ignorance. They don't know. Whether it is good or bad. Infant stage. Can you assume a child of God being like that in the infant stage? God is saying that I don't give you this to you because you don't need this. Now they will pray again Lord, I need this, Lord. I need this, Lord. Infants. Right? Sometimes God gives you this and you say that no, 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 no. I'm not qualified. I'm not worthy. I'm not like somebody. Infants. Characteristics of infants. They're ignorant. They ask you questions. Why do you go to church regularly? Why should I go, come to church on Sunday morning? Where is it written? Show me. Infants. Right? You keep telling me that, you know, I should pray for 30 minutes. Where it is written? The 30 minutes that I need to pray. Show that to me. Then I will do it. Infants. Characteristics of infants. Regularly read the Bible and meditate the word of God and come and share. No, 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 no. no. Why, why should I do that? I listen to sermon, that's enough. Infants! I see somebody writing them. Infants, in your, in your card. I don't know the Bible. I don't really know whether the Bible says that or not. I don't do it. Right? Tithing? What is that? Where is it written? Is it written in the New Testament? Infant stage. And I'm helping you to understand, you know, what stage of discipleship process, at times we are in And you know, they say that I don't need anybody else. Me and my Jesus. Have you come across that kind of people? Me and my Jesus. I don't need anybody else. I will talk to God and I know what to do. I don't need church. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to listen to anybody. Me and my God. Infant stage of discipleship process. You know, sometimes also they complain saying that, Lord No, they complain to us saying that I don't have somebody who is always caring about me. Infants. When there are two babies, you take one baby, the other one will slowly come and want to be in the same position where the other baby is. Because they are infants. They are infants. They also say that I know Jesus is God, but I also believe in karma. I also believe in luck. I also believe in fortune. There are people, infant stage, and there are people they come to you, you know. Especially when they when we give baptism, they will come just day after or week after baptism. Pastor, you told when we take baptism, all the problem will be solved. Now I start, I took baptism, and now I am going into all this trouble. What do you say about it? Infants. Infants. I thought that, you know, Jesus will take care of all my problems. But I come to Jesus. I pray to him. I follow Jesus. But still, I have all these troubles in my life. I have sickness in my life. So, those who are. Having sickness, sickness, they are not infants, but when we think that why I should have Lord, that means you are in the infant stage of discipleship. So two things we talked about, one is the spiritually dead and the second one is infant. Let's move further. The third stage is child stage. Child stage. Let's read scripture again. First Corinthians chapter 4 verses 14 to 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. You know, very interesting to find out you know, how God wants us to grow spiritually. And here Paul says, I do not write these things to shame you. But as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. And let's also read 1 John 2.12. Here John says, I write to you little children, because your sins are forgiven, you for his name's sake. Now here we see Paul and John calling the disciples who are in in the church of Corinth and For everybody, in general, they are calling as children. So we are talking about the third stage, child stage of discipleship. You know, this is characterized by, a child is always self-centered. Child is always self-centered. You know, child will make sure that he comes first in the class. If anything is given, he wants to make sure that he receives it. A child, when they stand here to even to recite the memory scripture, memory verse, they want to make sure that they do better than others. Child. They all self-centered. It's a good thing for that stage, but it is not good for an adult. So that's what we are talking about. Number three stage is a child stage. It's all self-centered. And that's the stage we start living by faith. You know, When we are children in spirit, when we are children in the Lord we start growing by faith we start trusting in god we start you know praying to god by faith there are many things that may not happen but you still have faith in god that means you are a child of god you are in this child stage of the discipleship process i want to say some of the characteristics of the child stage They are not matured in the discipleship process. You know, we are all there at some point of time. When I was thinking, you know, myself, even I also fit in many different stages. We are all there in many different stages. They will come to a church for a couple of months and then they say that, I don't think this church is good for me. Right? And they say that they go to another church and they say that, probably this church is not for me. What do we do with them? They they are not going to find any church that satisfies them. Right? So I usually tell them, you can go to a church where an angel is pastoring the church. And you see all the angels are sitting as believers in the church. You can probably find a church like that. Then that will be a perfect church. So we cannot find any perfect church on this earth. Child stage of discipleship. And they will come and tell you, Pastor, please don't split my team members. Pastor, I want to be in that team because my friend is there in that team. I want to be with them. I want to be with my friends always. Child stage of the disciple process. Very interesting these things are. And they will look at some of the people and then everybody when they leave, they will come and ask, who are these people They came here? they look different why did they come to our church? they have their own church probably they should have gone to their own church why should they come to our church? child stage you know at times you see we don't see in much of our church but then we see in many other churches why should we learn new songs? why don't we keep singing the hymns? right? hymns are really good why should we learn new songs? You know, we see, we come across people. Even think about in your life, you are in that way some point of time. You know, Some point of time I said I can sing only hymns. I can't play another song because I don't like all the other songs. You know, at times we are in that stage too. And they say that, oh, I don't like this music today. Pastor Balan, he was playing the bass and he messed it up really. I don't like it. It's too loud. Right? And I come to church, nobody looks at me, nobody says anything to me. No one talks in this church. Right? No, Not even they call me just to check whether I'm alive or not. What kind of church is this? No one is there to spend time with me. And after all this, you know, he was trying to say something, but I did not understand anything out of the sermon today. Child stage of discipleship. They are struggling to grow. I want you to think about a child. They are struggling to come up, but then they could not come up because they look at various things around them, and they are so easily get discouraged. I want you to think about your own children, those who are in the child stage. They easily get discouraged. They feel ashamed at times. We need to give them only milk. Hard food, they can't take. If you give little hard work, they said, I'm too tired. I'm very tired. Right? How many of our children say that? You try to do something, they say that, I'm very tired. I don't think I can help you in the kitchen because I'm very tired today. Child stage of discipleship, you're talking about. Number four stage, He's an young adult. Let's read Scripture. First John chapter two, verses 13 to 14. First John. So I hope by now you would have written down your stage where you are in, in your discipleship process. We all call disciples, but we are in different stages. One, John, chapter two, verses 13 and 14. Here John writes, "I write to you, fathers. He' is writing that to fathers first, because you have known him, who is from the beginning. Now he writes, I write you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. So we are talking about fourth stage, young adult, young men. And I write to you little children because you have known the father. I have written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. Now again he writes, I have written to you young men because you, have, you are strong and the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Three characteristics of someone who is in stage four of the discipleship process. You know, this is a very good stage. You and I want to be there on the stage four. We want to be young adult in our discipleship process. What are the characteristics? Because you have overcome the wicked one. Sin cannot touch me. Sin cannot touch me. You know, I don't know how many of us are, can boldly say that. Because I have overcome the sin in my life. In whatever fashion, in whatever appearance, sin comes and stands in front of me. It's not going to do anything to me. If we can say that in front of God, boldly, we are in that stage. And another characteristic is because you are strong. Young men are strong. Right? Young men are strong. Now and myself, to, you know, if Jofin and myself we tried to try to find out who is having more strength, who will win? Shh! You spoiled it. Did you say Jofin? So scripture, <laughs> what? Scripture says, young men because you are strong. Yes, you are right. Jofin is going to win. Right? Young men are strong. Now, you, if we can identify ourselves as a young man, you are strong in the Lord. We can say that you are in the stage four of disciple-making process. Right? Characteristics. That no matter what happens, you will walk strongly. Right? And the, another characteristic is the word of God abides in you. Word of God is embedded in our hearts. On the day someone was telling, we need to pack our mind with the word of God the way seeds are packed in a pomegranate fruit. In an orange there is a difference between orange and pomegranate. In orange you see empty space within that flesh. But in pomegranate it's tightly packed. When our mind is packed with the word of God, we are in the stage four of discipleship. We are young adult, And David said, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. We have overcome the wicked one. We abide in the word of God. word of God abides in us. We are strong. Characteristics of young adults. Now we talked about child is self-focused, self-centered, but young adult is God-centered or others-centered. You know, when we come up in our you know discipleship process, when we become try to become a real disciple of Lord Jesus Christ, our self-centeredness will become God centeredness and others-centeredness. other centeredness. Some of the examples we will come across often people saying that, Pastor, in my devotion, I come across this scripture. And this is what I understood. Can you tell me what you understand in the scripture? i don't understand this scripture can you explain me what the scripture is saying characteristics of young adult characteristics of disciples who are in stage 4 and they will say that this summer somehow i want to go for a mission trip i want to be part of the mission trip i want to go and reach people i really love serving god i know god has gifted me in many different ways can i how can i serve god How can I serve God? Can I do something for God? I want that in my life. Characteristics of stage four, young adult. And they will also say at times, Pastor, I have three friends with me. I am leading them to Christ. Can you pray for them? Can you pray for them? I have three friends. I am praying for them daily. And I am sharing them the gospel. Can you also pray for them? I want them to see Christ. Characteristics of four stage 4 young adult. And they will come out and say that have you seen how many people came today to the church? How many new people came? It's awesome. It's awesome. We see more people coming to church. We see more people live, giving their life to Christ. Characteristics of stage 4 young adult in the discipleship process. And they say that, Lord, I, Pastor, I'm available for the work of God. Can you use me? Can you use me? I'm ready to go. Can you just somewhere, can you put me? I want to do the work of God. And they also come out with, the, with a vision for the community saying that, I see how much Christ is needed in the community today. All the problem that that family is going through, because they don't have Christ. They don't have Christ in their life. And they don't have Christ in their community. I see the great need of Jesus among people. We are talking about number four stage characteristics of a disciple of God. Finally, stage five is parents. Let's read the scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. Here Paul writes, even in the later part of his life, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace, that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also we are talking about the number five stage of the discipleship process being parents being parents Paul is writing to Timothy saying that be strong in the grace of Lord being strong is the number four stage characteristics And he says, follow the things that you heard from me. And he also says, commit those things to some others, so that they will also follow the way I follow Christ. Did you listen to that? So Paul is saying, you commit, you teach somebody, so that let them also follow me the way I follow Christ. Paul is in the parent five stage. Five stage, it's a parent stage of a discipleship process so here the focus is mission the only purpose for which jesus came to this world to seek and to save that which was lost that is the only purpose you know we don't have many five stage disciples today in this world they're all we are all the time self seekers no we do what we find comfortable we just do that i'm finding it comfortable every sunday morning preparing a sermon and preaching that I am done. I am comfortable with that. I am comfortable in doing certain things. I keep doing those things. No matter who, whatever, whoever says something. I keep doing those things. So we are not mature enough to go to the five stage of the discipleship process. All mission focused. Here we are called to reproduce that faith in other lives. You know, God is expecting us to be parents... In our, in, in, our, in our maturity, spiritual maturity, so that we can bring that faith, we can reproduce the faith in others' lives. You know, there is so much to learn for us. You know, at times we are in the child stage and just we come and enjoy and go and we think that that's the reason God has called us to. No. Yesterday the young girl came here. So she's a Hindu Brahmin girl who came here, uh, Deepti. So when she, came and when she came for prayer, because she's getting married in another 15 days. So she came for prayer. And I asked her, how is your spiritual life? Asking this question to a Brahmin girl, how is your spiritual life? You know what she said? I'm trying to understand the purpose of God in my life that goes along with my personality. I'm trying to understand why God created me with this personality and what is his purpose in my life. I'm trying to understand that, trying to find out that. I don't hate any religion, but I'm seeking for truth. I'm seeking for truth. I said you are in the right place. Keep seeking. We gave a New Testament to her already. And said keep reading that, God will reveal you. you Read the Gospel of John and God will tell you what is truth. No, God is asking us to bring that faith in somebody's life. When we become number five stage of disciple, we will be able to parenthood others. We will be able to bring others in faith. And mission becomes the priority, number one priority of those who are in number five stage, to make more disciples. That's what Jesus said after all, go and make disciples disciples. And they will always say that God is asking me to invest in somebody's life. I pray about that individual. And God told you need to go and invest your time in their life. Parent stage of discipleship. They will say that I am preparing somebody for baptism. I am working with them. I am talking to him. Talking to her about baptism. And pastor I will bring them one day. So that you can baptize. Parenting somebody spiritually. Spiritually. I want to help somebody to explain the word of God because they don't understand the word of God. And as I said, they will always say that I am working on people, I am working on lives, I am working on individuals. You know, most of the time disciples are made not at the church, but individually. When we go and we are touched in, in life with, we are touched in those lives, touch with those lives. And talking to them, following with them, regularly meeting with them, you know, that's where disciples are born. That's where disciples are born. You know, I'm sure God is calling us, not to number one, number two stage, not to number three, number four stage, but God is calling every one of us to number five stage, to parent somebody in Christ. You know what a joy that is? To teach somebody the word of God, to install faith in those lives, slowly, it may not happen all of a sudden, Slowly, as we water a plant which the seed was just buried a few days back, and you know it just started shooting the tender, slowly it's coming up. And every day, what a joy to pour water and see that plant growing. God wants us to do that in those lives around us. You know, we may be working in a senior home, elder home, they have only a few days before their death. You know, God has sent us to that place with a mission. And we must tell them the gospel. We must pray for them. We must share the love of God. Because it is an opportunity that God is giving us to last minute share the love of Christ. Let them accept Christ. Escape out of hell. Parenting somebody in the Lord. And this morning we talked about all these stages. The question is what stage we are in today. What stage we are in today. You know what? Mature Christians are... The useful people for God, not the infants and child. They are valuable, they are precious in the sight of God. But who is the most useful? The most useful people are the matured people of God. You know, God wants to anoint them. God wants to give their gifts, nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. God wants to use them because God is having that assurance in their lives That they will use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not in vain, but to bring glory to God because they are matured in their discipleship process. Now God wants us to grow. It doesn't really matter what stage we are in today, but God wants us to grow and come up to the other stages of the discipleship process. You know, this morning I believe God is speaking to us. The life that we see today, the spiritual life that we are in today, it's not enough. It's not enough. You know, first of all, we need to have that conviction in our hearts. You know, at times I'm satisfied with what I do. At times, you know, I'm satisfied with what, the way I pray. At times I'm satisfied with the way I serve. But this morning God is asking us, don't get satisfied. There are higher levels that you need to grow. And this morning God may give us more grace. Shall we close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at, at hipf.org. God bless you.